Welcome to episode 15 of the Walking Through Games podcast, where Clint walks Mark through games. I'm Mark. I'm Clint. And here we are again, another week, Clint. Very exciting times. Have you had a good yes. week this week? Yeah, not too bad. Pretty very good. Very cool. Very cool. I actually dug something really cool out this week. I uh, I was walking downstairs and I just happened to glimpse it and I thought, wow, that is super cool. So uh, I have a cool surprise. Maybe I'll save it for the news section. Awesome. Sounds good. Awesome. And uh, yeah, I didn't play any games this week, so I'm excited to hear what you've <laughs> been playing and you can tell me what you played. <laughs> no worries. That's no, all right. you didn't play any games. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. When you're coming up next weekend or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, that's it. We'll be able to kick some stuff on. Oh, so it'll be great. Good. It'll be great. I might have an opinion on everything for once. I know. Exactly. Well, we'll maybe we can do like a flashback podcast to games already reviewed indeed or whatever we can indeed we can that's awesome yeah so anyway we'll see how we go cool man all right so on to the games um to start with i'll just do the stuff that i played that didn't beat um because there's only a couple josh and i basically paid a bit of multiplayer nba on the um ps4 uh 2k14 yeah 2k14 that's right yeah. yeah so just um kicking around put something on just to have a quick play you're so not playing, playing that like little bit hardcore are you it's just random matches still yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just exhibition matches yeah sweet yeah yeah no nothing um major just just giving each other crap and yeah nice <laughs> like the old sitting Classic on the couch multiplayer and, yeah, yeah exactly awesome. exactly so um that's a bit of fun and um the only other thing that i played that i haven't beat obviously was hearthstone so be playing oh awesome awesome um, haven't actually got through the full tutorial missions as such. I'm up to the last one. Oh, okay. So I'll have to get onto that. But in talking about Hearthstone, we saw Adam last night and Megan. Oh, nice. Um, Adam's girlfriend. Um, and I was talking to him about Hearthstone, whether he had played it or not. And he said, yes, they have um, been getting into it. And apparently Megan's very addicted to it now. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> so he said that he taught her how to play. And ever since he's taught her, she's just been playing it all the time. Sweet. Yeah. So um, I'm interested still in that and um, playing it a little bit more. Funnily enough, I've even been teaching my daughter, which Grace is that like is hilarious. Two. Awesome, man. <laughs> so she knows how to like drag the monsters on and how to attack and that sort of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. She also, like the other day, because she has her own folder with her games and stuff on the iPad. Yeah. And the other day she picked it up and said, I want to play and went in and went into my games folder, opened Hearthstone, and Hilarious. held it up and went, look, Daddy, I did it. I it's was funny. like, ah, oh, that's awesome. I know. You can't help what kids do. Well, it's funny because I said we were playing Ticket to Ride last week, and it's funny because my daughter Lucy's been playing Ticket to Ride all week. She's just, nice. And, and, like, she doesn't really know what she's doing, but she can play complete games. Mm. It's interesting. Yeah. Well, Grace is the same. She doesn't really know what she's doing, but she knows that she's dragging the monsters on. And Oh, yeah. Well, the same thing, as Lucy so. knows when she's picking cards. She knows how to pick locations. She knows how to place trains. I mean, that's the whole game, really. She yeah. just has no idea about strategy. <laughs> exactly. I know. We'll be taken over by um, our kids with the electronics these days. Yeah. Well, it's funny because it's too soon. I remember when we were like eight or nine years old, and I've talked about this in the past, where like, you know, a dad would come in and play and he'd be like, oh, man, because like, he'd just be useless. Yeah. I'm like, these days it's probably a lot, lot younger than eight or nine, you know? Yeah, that's true. Well, anyway. Josh was playing a lot younger than eight or nine. Oh, tell me about it. Yeah, crazy. So, it's definitely true. Good times. Well, yeah, cool, man. So, anyway, if that's what you're playing, or you still more stuff you played, I, no, I no, that's you didn't all. tell me how that's many all. games you beat, so I'm so excited, man. I can't wait to just hear what you beat. <laughs> yes, I beat two this yeah, week. Yeah, nice. So, 
I finished Resistance, Burning Skies, on the Vita. Oh, cool. Because I had been playing that a few podcasts ago and yeah. decided to get back into it and um, got through it last night. Yeah, awesome. So, it was okay. I gave it a three and a half. Nice, so, nice. Yeah, cool. Just because it's pretty much your general basic shooter, like yeah. first-person shooter game. Well, I remember and when you were trying to describe it to me back when you first did, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, you know? Yeah. Even, like, the story wasn't super exciting. Yeah. It it wasn't enticing. I just sort of was playing it to beat it just because I bought it and wanted to beat it sort of thing. Yeah. Well, you got to have something to have beaten too. It's becoming a bit of a tradition with you. Not that as long as I've known you, you haven't had some game that you've pretty much beaten or almost beaten every week. So Yeah. yeah. It's just that, like... I don't know. It didn't entice me to want to be like, oh, I have to play that. Yeah. Whereas, for example, like South Park, I yeah. didn't want to stop playing, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, totally, so, totally. Anyway, it was okay. And well, three and a half says to me it's still polished and everything, so that's good. Well, it is. And it was one of the first first-person shooters for the Vita when yeah. it first came out. So I know it was talked about when the Vita first came out. Mm-hmm. And just saying that it is a polished first-person shooter for what is available at the moment. Yeah. Um, in saying that now, though, Killzone Mercenary, much more polished than that game, obviously. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was still launch title, so that makes a big yeah, difference. But yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, cool. Anyway, so yeah, it was it was pretty good. Um, I didn't actually play any multiplayer just because I couldn't be bothered. Yeah. So would you um, say if someone picked up a Vita, not worth getting it? I, I got it, to be honest... I wouldn't have bought it at full price, which was about fifty bucks or something. Yeah, I found it at a Dick Smith sale for like ten bucks. So yeah, nice. That's why I bought it. Cool. Um, as I said, there are better first-person shooters out there. Yeah. So it's probably better looking at those than it is at this. Yeah, sweet. But if you want to try out the earlier games that came out when the Vita was first sort of coming out, then it's worth having a go. And if you can find someone who's already played it and bought it and got it like me and just borrow it, then that's probably a good plan too. Yeah, nice one, nice one. Cool. Yes. So the other thing I beat was Thief. Oh, nice, nice. Yes. Yeah, groovy. So All that makes sense. Would have been it. How, yeah, how many yeah. hours did it take? It would have been like a good probably 10 or so, even oh, yeah. a bit more. Um, so it was... Fairly it standard. Was okay. <laughs> nice. Um, I kind of was on the fence between scoring it. Between a three and a four. Now, I'd say I was kind of leaning more towards four just because I still do want to go back and maybe do some of the side missions and stuff because I didn't really do that. Mm. But in saying that, it's not very exciting. Like the game's not super exciting and compelling. Yeah. Um, The story is a bit everywhere and doesn't really make sense. Basically, the story is you're obviously Garrett, who's the thief from the older games. Yeah. And you start off with meeting this girl who I guess you must have worked with in the past or something like that. Mm. And what happens is they get this job to go and rob the Baron, who's like the big main leader person in the city or whatever. And um, they go in and get on top of his roof and are getting ready to go and do stuff and Garrett senses something's wrong and they get up to the roof and there's like a big glass open like window thing that you see like in the movies and stuff. Mm. And they're looking through and there's like a ceremony type thing being performed 
and it's got like spirits and so basically what happens is and I'm just gonna it's a little bit spoilers, but it's in like the first sort of cutscene. So it's not a major thing. Yeah, totally. Um but it's basically a premise, man, it's not a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically a scuffle happens and they argue about not doing the job because he's worried about it. And so she ends up falling through the windows and down into the middle of this ceremony thing where this spirit's being conjured up or whatever. Yeah. And um, so it basically, he sort of jumps in to go and save her, doesn't reach her, and then he blacks out. And then he wakes up and it's been like a few weeks or something and he doesn't know what's going on or where he's been or what's happened. Um, and so basically throughout the game you get your missions and towards going through it, it basically he finds out that things happen to her and he's trying to find out like whether she's still alive or what's going on. Yeah, fair enough. And I don't know whether I should spoil it, but I think I'm just going to anyway because I'm talking to you. So anyone spoilers, (laughs) you can can stop listening and I'm going to say it. But basically she got possessed by the entity or whatever it was. You should have asked me to predict it. (laughs) Yeah, well, exactly. And so you end up basically finding her and helping her and that's it. But the ending does leave it open for a sequel again, so... We'll see what happens with that. Well, considering it's a reboot to the series, you'd expect that, so. Yeah, so basically, yeah, about, about three and a half, four. As I said, I'd lean more towards four, so maybe 3.75. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> um, if we can do just because, three quarter stars. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, yeah, just because I do sort of want to go back and do the side missions, there's the extra mission that I got with it as well, which is the bank job. Oh, yeah. And it, and it was like a download content mission that came with it. Yeah. So I'd like to go back and do that. And there's a lot of collectible things and things you can run around with and that sort of thing. But in saying that, with doing the missions, you get like a mission marker where you have to get to 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 proceed. Mm. And um, the map's not very good with showing you where to go. Yeah. So I'd be looking at where the marker was and I'd like run down a street and down another street and look like I'm going in the right direction and I'd come to like a dead end. I'd yeah. be like, what the hell? So I'd have to go back and ended up having to go like around a building and through a door and around another building and a complete opposite direction to where it was sort of like would make sense where you have to go. Yeah. And so that was a bit frustrating. The missions were, I guess, basically just like I wanted to get through them. Yeah. The best See, that's mission. Not cool. That's not like, four stars. No, well, I still wanted to play it. And the mechanics and the controls were cool. And the gadgets you get were cool with your arrows. Like, you get different types of arrows. Oh, yeah. So, you get, like, a water arrow, which you can use to shoot at, like, fires. Mm. And so, it makes everything dark. So, you can sneak past guards and that sort of thing. And you can get rope arrows, which you can shoot up into, like, pieces of wood above you and swing across to different parts and that sort of thing. So, that was cool. But, um... The best mission, I'd say, there was one where I had to go into this, like, like mental asylum type place. Oh, yeah. And the best thing about it was it was just really creepy. So, throughout walking through, it was empty, but obviously, you're, like, hearing noises and, 
like things to creep you out and that sort of thing. Yeah. For example, I had to go into a room and like turn this valve thing to open a door, which was in the opposite room. And you could see through, it was like bars, kind of like jail, like the reception type area. Yeah. And um, I walked up to do the valve thing and I sort of looked to the right and there was just a random dude standing in the other room opposite me. Yeah. yeah. And, so, and so I was like, well, that's creepy. He wasn't there before. So I turned the wheel and he was still standing there, hadn't moved. And so I was like, all right. So I walked out the back door mm. and around to the other room, got to the other room and he was gone. Nice. <laughs> so I was like, okay, is he going to jump out and get me or what's going on? Didn't jump out and get me, so that was all right. But yeah, it was it was cool because it was kind of suspenseful and I guess more enticing to want to go further and see what was going to happen. Yeah. As opposed to the other missions where I basically just had to sneak past the guards and get to whatever I had to steal or whatever I had to do. So, yes. Yeah. But it, you can give it a go. It looks nice. I was going to say, I bet you it has good graphics and that's about it. (laughs) It's it's very um, like old style medieval type um, graphics and buildings. And so the scenery and stuff looks really nice. But the other thing is it's not like a big open sandbox game. Oh, okay. So you're limited to where you can go in that big, nice looking world. Yeah, so that was enough. a bit frustrating too, that you couldn't just walk around and go wherever you wanted to go sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, in saying that, you can at least have a look at it and have a bit of a go with the controls and just see what you think. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I'll have a look. I'm, I'm less excited about it than a lot of other stuff, but yeah, cool. I'd say if you want to play it, wait till it goes on special and then buy it. <laughs> nice. Because <laughs> I bought it. I think I paid about 70 bucks or something. Yeah. So I bought it on special Well, as I mean, well. it was a pretty highly anticipated title, but I guess it just hasn't come through with the goods as much as people would have hoped. Yeah, I know a lot of people were disappointed with it. We did say a lot of critics said it was average compared to the rest of the series. So. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it was enjoyable, but not super. Yeah. Unlike, oh. I, I, I sort of tried to like telling Josh about it because he's really enjoying it. There's oh, one mission. Is he through too? Yeah, I was going to say you're planning on trading it relatively soon. Well, there's one mission that he's doing. Well, no, that he's up to that I played through, which he can't do because it's a bit adult conti. Yeah. Con- contenty. <laughs> nice. Um, so I'm going to have to do that mission for him. Nice. And then he can continue to play. Yeah, cool. But um, from from what he's played, he's enjoying it. So that's good as well, I guess. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Oh, well, I suppose once you get through your download content and he has a go of it, you know you've kind of got your values worth out of it and you can trade it guilt-free. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, cool, man. Yes. So that's pretty much it. That's all I played this week. Nice one. Well, I'm going to tell you about my exciting thing that I found. It's funny because uh, most weeks when we are recording the podcast, we can see each other, but you're on a different computer this week, so we can't see each other, which is kind of sad because I can't show you the amazing <laughs> thing that I'm holding in my hands. But nice. uh, now this obviously wasn't... Oh, I should tell you. So, everybody, super exciting. I um, I, I had in my bookcase, and I mean, I kept years ago, years ago. I mean, I was in like first or second year uni and, uh, you know, my mum was doing a big clean up and I kind of went through a bunch of my stuff that existed and there's a few of my old game mags. So, I kind of put a few aside. Yep. And uh, so, this one was in my bookcase in my house and uh, it's issue number one of... 
Super Gamer, which was like a Nintendo mag. For, it was a British mag. Uh, I don't know if it was the British version of a US mag, because this is Super Gamer. There was also Super Pro, which I think was like the more like arcade games and every console game mag. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it was issue one, and it was from that's April cool. 1994. Wow, <laughs> so that's awesome. literally today, it's like 20 years, 20 years since this magazine got published. And Yeah, uh, that's amazing. I just thought it was really cool because it was issue one. And yeah. Yeah, I, I obviously had a lot of game mags before this. Yep. Uh, but yeah, yeah. And, and so, yeah, so I, I think my first game mag, I was about eight years old when I got, so that would have been 1990. So that's four years before this. So, so I would have been 11 years old turning 12 uh, when I got this magazine. So I Unless I got eight. it for my birthday, in which case I would have been 12. So you were eight, yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's it's hilarious because it has Bugs Bunny on the cover. I'm just going to walk <laughs> you through what's in this mag just because it's cool. super exciting. So yeah, it's exclusive awesome. Bugs Bunny, but it was a Nintendo mag. And it's so cool because it's 1994, right? So on the very first page when you open it up, it says issue one, April 1994, and they have a picture and it says, Super Gamer, let's go to work. And they've got like the guys who worked on the mag, yep. like the writers and the editor, and they're all like in suits wearing sunglasses dressed up like they've been in Reservoir Dogs. Oh, and it's on great. white with red. So it's like Reservoir Dogs is obviously, you know, huge at the time. Yeah. Probably just come out on v- on VHS. Yep. But anyway, yeah, awesome. so that was page one. I just thought, ah, oh, Reservoir Dogs, that's awesome. Because if they did it now, it'd be being like a retro geek. Whereas at the time, these guys were just doing what was in. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then, you know, the start says the independent new Nintendo mag hits the streets. And that's the oh, like, nice. opening thing. And I could probably read it. It'd probably be interesting to read it. You know, they... they it is pretty hilarious that they're, they're being really funny with it, but I, I won't read it just because it would probably be painful. I was thinking I'll scan it and upload it to the site so you can see it. So then cool. in the news section, I mean, it it honestly just looks like it's for kids. And it's funny because games are for kids. It's like a picture of a little kid pulling a Game Boy out of a Jurassic Park box. Oh, which awesome. Which is hilarious. And there's, uh, they're advertising another mag called Max Overlay. It's got a picture of lemmings on the front. But uh, And then they go to the ELSPA, which is the European Leisure Software Publishers Association, charts for February. So the number one game, as in like selling games, uh, for yeah. SNES, I'll, I'll read out the list. So number one was Super Mario Kart. Number two was Aladdin. Number three was Tournament Fighters. Number four was Mario All-Stars. Number five was Jurassic Park. And then it goes down to 20, but I won't read them all. And then cool. on Game Boy, the number one was Link's Awakening. Number two oh, was wow. Super Mario Land 2. Number three was Super Mario Land. Number four was Jurassic Park. And number five was Mortal Kombat. I don't know if you remember... Uh, ages ago, a much earlier episode, I was talking about how I bought Mortal Kombat when I wish I bought Super Mario Land 2. I, I do remember. That they're both in the charts here. But anyway, yeah, so then it goes on to a bunch of other stuff. But then get this, it's also still got NES because NES was still relevant back then. And so ah, the number great. one game on uh, NES is, uh, it says TMHT, but I think that's a typo. I think they mean TMNT, yeah, which Ninja I think is Turtles. hilarious. It had a typo in issue one. Uh, but yeah, it was Turtles because that was a really big game. And then yep. there was Adventures of Lolo 2, Crackout, Lunapool, and Rainbow Islands, which I love Rainbow Islands. But then I, I think it's hilarious because number six was Robocop. Number seven was Days of Thunder, which had a bug on it. It was a show-stopping bug. You couldn't beat it on NES, and yet it was oh, number no. seventh highest selling game. So a lot of angry gamers, no doubt. But uh, anyway, I'll keep going through because there's a heap of cool stuff in here. Uh, the the very first game they preview in the mag is Yogi Bear. So wow. funny, man. And like, then Pink Panther goes <laughs> to Hollywood. So funny. So it's this like is the all cartoony games. Oh, it is, man. It's hilarious. So then they had an interview with the guy who worked on uh, Monster Max, which was kind of like Solstice, I guess. Yeah. Uh, 
and then there's a whole feature about the Nintendo hotline and it says more a way of life than a job and they interview someone who works <laughs> at the Nintendo hotline which was huge back in the day then the next thing they have is like a whole section about the game gear and they talk about uh they t- oh no wait this says the top guy this might have been oh this is the top guy it's totally different sorry it's not even a game gear game gear must have even been out yet oh no game gear would have been out anyway regardless of that uh so then they have work in progress and then and then they get onto the reviews section and the first game reviewed is nba jam the original wow. and they wrote this jam is hotter than a pop tart but uh yeah they gave it 94 <laughs> out of 100 and the reviews are kind of cool because they actually have like a whole section in the review section called uh controls so there's like lr are both turbo y is pass defend x is pass defend a is shoot slash jump and b is shoot slash jump not very crazy controls but anyway yeah so graphics got 90 sound 88 gameplay 95 longevity 93 and i think that's about right so yeah. that was pretty cool the next game reviewed which i also owned was uh wario land which they gave 91 and it was a really cool game on game boy yep uh they reviewed space ace next uh they review a bunch of other stuff but the one that i thought was kind of interesting to know because it's a boxing game was uh, the one that was on the cover. Oh, then they review Equinox. They gave 89. We used to own that as well. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, R-Type 3, they give 91. Uh, Clay Fighters in there, they give 87. So it was a pretty good mag, really, for the issue one. Oh, and then Bugs Bunny's in here, which I don't even remember this game existing. Bugs Bunny Rabbit Rampage. And they loved it. And they give it 90 out of 100. Wow. And it made the cover. Yeah, so no, I don't go. remember that. But yeah, these days, I don't know about if Bugs Bunny could be the number one featured game in a mag these days. You know, then it's got Kirby's Pinball Land. Anyway, there was a bunch of cool stuff. Mega Man 10 uh, or Mega Man X, however you would say it. But yeah, 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 man. I just thought it was super exciting. Oh, and then the last thing which I was going to read out to you is they also have the 20 top games of all time on the Nintendo oh. consoles. And they... Uh, awesome. I don't think they quite get it right, but they're pretty close. But it's just cool because at the time, these games were all new, man. Like These games had all like just come out. Yeah, but they yeah. gave uh, Street Fighter 2 Turbo number one, Super Mario okay. Kart number two, Zelda 3 number three, uh, Starwing number four, Shadowrun number five, Mario World Stars number six. Wow, no Mario, Mario World. World. I know, isn't that unbelievable? Mario World yeah. got 11. Super wow, really? I don't know, what are they doing? I guess because at that stage they'll focus more on graphics, I don't know. Maybe because it was new. Because remember back whenever one of the early episodes was, I read out the top sales SNES games. Yeah. And um, and Mario World was number one, so. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, Mario World wouldn't have been new then, though. I think it came out in like 90, or, or was it 90 or 89, 90, whatever yeah, it maybe was, regardless. Didn't kick off then. Yeah, but so then anyway. they've got the NES charts, they got like Mario Brothers 3, Zelda 2, Micro Machines, who even thinks about that now, Elite, Drop Zone, and then Super Mario Brothers 1. Okay. So Battletoads yeah. was number 10, Punch-Out was number 12. But anyway, yeah, so then on Game Boy, Link's Awakening was number one, Tetris number two, Super Mario Land number three, and then it goes on to a bunch of other random stuff. But yeah, I'm like, there's no way in hell right. Link's Awakening you get number one now on all-time top 20s. It'd be Tetris without a question. So. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, yeah, super cool. Um, awesome. And, and Mario Land 2, they haven't even got in there either. Oh, no, there yeah. it is. It's 12. But anyway, yeah, I just thought it was kind of cool. And they've also got the five worst games, which I think is hilarious. The the number one on the five worst Nintendo games of all time, like NES, was Days of yeah. Thunder. Completely unplayable. You can never finish any higher than eighth. The graphics oh, are awesome. terrible. A cow pat of a game. That's funny. And so, then yeah. it got like top seven or whatever it was you said. Yeah, yeah. Well, in, in the selling games, just guys to show yeah. parents would buy games and not really know what they were doing. Anyway, yeah, man, 20 years old mag. I just, I just thought it was super cool. They have a whole huge like 20-page section on cheats. <laughs> and they have like letters in game art and a section on joysticks and 
and that's it. But yeah, anyway, man, awesome. I just thought it was super cool. So I'll upload a couple images so you can see it. But uh, I just can't believe I kept it for 20 years, you know? Yeah, it is Who super would have cool. thought like- in 1994 that I would go on to have a huge podcast where you tell me about games and I'm not that interested in games? Uh, classic. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. It's like a collector's thing. Well, for that's what Candy one. said. My wife was like, oh, wow, that might actually be worth money. It's issue one. I'm like, it would not be worth no. $5. I don't think no. anybody would give me $5 for that magazine. Oh, you probably would get five bucks on eBay. Oh, I nah, reckon. man. I think that'd be a stretch. You never know. Maybe someone who worked on the mag who doesn't have an issue, maybe. Yeah, but know. there's people who are collectors out there. And this is true. Maybe if it was issue. a real mag. Because I had like a, a really early issue of CVG, which was a really yeah. big mag. And I also had... Maybe it was Super Pro, like a really early issue of, which was another, you know, pretty big mag. But like, I think dedicated Nintendo or Sega mags, not as not as popular. Yeah. And as I said with Hyper, I never got issue one of Hyper. I think I started on issue four anyway. Yeah, that's pretty cool too, though. Crazy times. But yeah, man, that's my exciting things. It was a blast awesome. from the past. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Bugs Bunny Rabbit Rampage, man. We'll have yeah. to crack that out and have a go. Yeah, find an emulated version. That's it. That's it. So what's been happening in uh, real game news now? The game industry is actually an industry as opposed to kids' hobbies. Yeah, that's right. Well, a um, couple of things. Not a lot, but um, just a few things that I noticed. So we were talking about the lady who got kicked out slash left Uncharted 4. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so her name, I did write down this time, is Amy Hennig. Oh, yeah. Now, she obviously had left Naughty Dog. Um, so she's now going to work for Visceral Games. Oh, which... yeah, I think you said that last week. Oh, no, I don't know if I did because yeah, I thought, I thought she's... Anyway. Uh, this is the reason why I put it on here because she's gone now to work for them and is going to be working on a Star Wars game. Oh, okay, you definitely didn't say that last week, my bad. Yeah, yeah cool. so everyone's very excited about that yeah, just nice. because her stories and stuff with Uncharted and all that, that series... Um, everyone's excited to see what she can do with this now. So that I wonder was super if it, is it going to be like a Star Wars, like the Bioware games, or is it going to be more like because of the reboot of the movie? Is it going to be like the game of the movie? I think. Well, what I've heard is the Star Wars games that they're in the process of wanting to develop these days. They're taking a page out of the Batman games. Okay. So the Arkham games specifically. Yeah. Um, cool. So yeah, so that will be interesting because those games, as I've talked about previously are super awesome yeah so if they can pull that off and sort of put them based on those then i think they'll be really exciting yeah awesome man well it's funny like nothing really changes because on this it says massive empire strikes back solution so they had like a five-page section on empire strikes back in this mag from 20 years ago yeah well that's it they're still similar i don't think because i get game informer every month nice but i don't think they have cheats as such anymore no, well, I don't think cheats are really something people would even think about anymore because games aren't... You might use a cheat on, like, iOS games, you know, kind of crappy little games or whatever, but uh, yeah. I, I don't think... Well, the only thing that I know of, I guess, sort of still is putting cheats in their game, I guess, to have fun with is GTA. Oh, okay. So Grand Theft Auto always has the cheats where you can give yourself, like, all the guns and just randomly spawn vehicles and stuff like that yeah cool i know there's a few with gta there's been a few memes i see like on facebook and stuff where um there's like the the main character dude and behind him you're on the road and there's like a boat in the middle of the road nice. and un- and underneath it it says <laughs> wrong code 
That's awesome. Because if you just press like one different button, you get the wrong vehicle sort of thing. So yeah, yeah I know, cool. yeah, but GTA is the main one that I know of that sort of, yeah, still uses nice. and incorporates the cheats and encourages you if you want to have a bit of fun to use them. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Cheats probably still do exist because a lot of the time cheats were just exploits that the developers would use to quickly get through to a certain level or whatever. Well, but- in saying that though, with Grand Theft Auto, if you do use cheats, you have to have a separate save game because once you use cheats, you can't get achievements. Oh, nice, nice. That's kind of yeah. cool. Kind so, of cool. obviously, you can't use the cheats to get through the game. Yeah, nice, nice. And then, in saying that, I remember when I had my PS2 and I had Grand Theft Auto Vice City, which was one of my favorite games. Yeah. I admittedly did use cheats in that and it still let me go through. Awesome. So, when I had to go like go into a warehouse and shoot people and get through and kill everyone... If I was getting low on health or body armor, I'd just chuck in the cheat real quick and then get full health and full body armor again. <laughs> awesome. That keeps you fun, so that's cool. But yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. It's like, even though cheats would still kind of exist, a cheat section in a magazine is just crazy now. You would never have it. Yeah, well, maybe, I know. Maybe in a kid's mag. You know, those yeah, little kid's mags. I was going to say, you still do get them like those, um, like D-mag and... yeah. Those sort of things. Because I'm sure for like Spyro and stuff, that game, well, it's not called Spyro, but whatever the hell it's called. The game Skylanders. Skylanders, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sure that has heaps of cheats. No, I don't think it does. Nah? Nah. Oh, well. But I know what you're saying because Josh used to get those magazines and they do have like a section. Even if it's not cheats, it's kind of like Easter eggs and special things that you can find. So a similar sort of thing. Yeah, yeah cool. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so the... Oh, the next one. This was cool. I thought um, apparently there was a five-year-old that showed up in gaming news. Mm. Basically, the story was that he uncovered a an Xbox Live security flaw. Nice. So what happens is he turned it on and logged into his dad dad's account yeah. without knowing the password because of something he said. Ah. And um, it was something really easy, but obviously because he's a five-year-old, he just, like, it wasn't something that we would, I guess, as adults think about yeah, as enough. doing. So he just turned it on and something happened that he said, and um, it was like a massive security flaw where he could have just gone and bought stuff and, like, done whatever with the account. So basically for finding it, they um gave him a bunch of stuff. So they gave him like four games that he could choose for the Xbox. Mm. They gave him a $50 Xbox Live voucher. Yeah. For, uh, a free 12 months of Xbox Live subscription. And he got his name put onto the security researchers list. Huh, that's so awesome. for someone who helped with developing the security system. That's hilarious. So I thought that was super awesome. Yeah. That um he got to <laughs> have his name on that when he didn't even like know what he was doing sort of thing. Yeah, it's but I suppose well, that's it. I mean it's better than them getting exploited by somebody, so that's good. Yeah, exactly. And when he grows up, he can say, "Well, look, my name's on that list. That's awesome." <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Cool. So I've only got one other thing which I thought was crazy, and I just heard the other day. So obviously, last podcast we were talking about how Oculus Rift sold the 
software and stuff to yeah. Facebook for $2 billion or whatever it was. It was hardware, the virtual reality stuff, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they sold it to Facebook for the money. So apparently all the Kickstarter people who kicked in yeah. have been getting really dirty. Nice. That Because obviously Oculus Rift was like a $2 million Kickstarter thing. Yeah. That they had to raise like $2 bucks. Oh, no. I think it was only like $500,000 and they they raised raised $2 Yeah. So, um, apparently, yeah, they've been really dirty that obviously they made this money and everyone's like, well, you should be giving us a share of this. And so, from things that I've heard, most of the people like on the podcast and stuff that I listen to are basically like, well, you paid for putting in, like putting in to be a part of that product. But basically, once you get what you paid for, so they get the dev kit, which is the initial like thing that they get sent out to test it and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um. What it like the beta product sort of thing. So basically, that's that's what they paid for. That was what their kick in money was for. Yeah. So as soon as they have been given that, this is what they're saying. Basically, once they've been given that, that's their contract. Like upheld to. Oh, like totally. They, They're not investors, man. It's Kickstarter. No, exactly. So, like, they've got what they paid for, so they're not entitled to that money. Yeah. And Oculus Rift is basically like, well, we weren't planning on selling it. Yeah, It exactly. was just that this opportunity came up and this is the way we've decided to go. Yeah. Um. So, in saying that, on top of that, apparently there's been people who have been sending, like, death threats to the oh, developers yeah. and stuff of the yeah. Oculus Rift and even towards their family members as yeah, well. crazy, crazy. Saying that they think they should be entitled to this money now that they've sold the product. Oh, so I was just good. like, geez, I um, am glad I'm not in that boat yeah. because, yeah, that's just crazy. Anyway, I do agree with what they say where you're obviously paying for the product that you got. And once you get it, that's your contract. Oh, totally. Well, man, the whole point of Kickstarter is that you're paying to help someone get something started. And if you get something, it's a bonus. It's the incentive. I'm pretty sure you're not even, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure there's no guarantee that you'll even get the incentive they tell you they'll give you. Yeah. The point is you're donating, you know. Well, that's why they have the tiers too. Like you basically, you see the tier, you pay for what you want to get, and that's generally what you're paying for. Yeah. So you already know what you're going to get. Yeah, exactly. And that's that is the contract. So once yeah, that's fulfilled, are just cuckoo, man. that's it's like, the it's end like of it. when someone you know wins the lotto and everyone starts knocking on the door asking yeah. for money. You know, long lost relatives and yeah, that's exactly. Thing. Everyone comes out of the window. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's all for me. Nice one. Oh well, yeah. it's pretty short and sweet week. Yeah, beat a couple of things, so that was good. Awesome. I'm glad I had my mag to kick it up a notch. Twenty years of gaming. Anyway, yeah, I, I did think it was impressive. Like I said, it's it is actually more than 20 years because I probably started playing games when I was, oh, I don't even know, four or five or something. Yeah, but, a little bit younger, that's but, right. Uh, yeah, I just thought it was pretty cool that on my bookshelf I had a, had a mag and I just happened to realize that it was issue number one and I happened to realize that it was 20 years ago it got published, April 94. Oh, dude, that's so. super awesome. Good times. But yeah, man, awesome. I I'll guess say another week, another week. Um, Next week, I'll tell you now because um, I just thought about it. Josh is going to come on next week. Because he has been playing the new infamous Second Son. Oh, okay. Um, so he's very keen to play, to talk about it. Yeah, cool. And for me to play it. So awesome. he wanted me to play it before he came on because he was like, I want to be able to talk to you about it as well. So Yeah, too easy. He's going to wait for next week. So I'm going to try and play that this week. Cool. 
Awesome. All right. Well, thanks, man. Another good week, and I'll talk to you next week. No worries. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Bye. Bye.